you're an entrepreneur, you started your own successful business, well, what's the next level? How about a happy future? Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today's theme is create your better future. We have a special guest with Dr. Deb Brown. And as soon as our interview with Dr. Brown is over, we will have Campus Connection featuring everybody's favorite college student, Micah Hackney, and Overtime on Ustream. Yeah, Ustream. This is great. We're moving back over to, to Ustream. Now, Dr. Deb Brown is going to help our listeners to take their business to the next level. Dr. Brown is a business coach with a Ph.D., MBA, DDI certification as a facilitator, and years of experience working with business leaders as a coach, consultant, and trainer. Now, if you have any questions, you can call in at 760-888-5718. Or you can always tweet those questions to at Daniel Laxton, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S, or at Leah Laxton, L-E-A-H, same last name, (laughs) and we'll be sure to read them on the show live. Now, Dr. Brown, she's going to share her tips for small business owners and also ideas for startups if you want to start a business. And if you need more information about her, go to her website at drdebbrown.com. That's www.drdeb. B-R-O-W-N.com. So, Dr. Brown, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, how are things down in uh, southeast Florida? Sunny and warm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're just so happy to have you on the show. And our listeners, you know, some of them have started their own business. Some are wanting to start their business. But, you know, what are some of the common challenges that you you would suggest that small business owners are facing right now? And how could they overcome these challenges? Well, I think many small business owners right now are facing economic challenges in this difficult economy. And I think uh, some people out there are getting a little panicky, and they don't necessarily have a plan for how to move forward. They're just trying to do different things and see if something works. And um, I just talked to someone actually last week who didn't necessarily have a strategy yet, and we're actually going to be talking, I'm going to be talking with her about her strategy this week. But before she and I even talk about her strategy, she was going to make some cold calls last week. And for me, that's a perfect example of just trying to do something, like making cold calls, before you really put together a strategy for how to target your customers. So, yeah, I would recommend a a plan (laughs) to help overcome some of these economic challenges before people just jump in and try something. That's no, that's good advice. Yeah, that's great advice. That's awesome. You know, a lot Thank of small businesses we mentioned feel really stressed out or even traumatized this time of year because you know it's yes. tax season recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What tips do you have people that are struggling with the financial side of their business? That's a great question because I think there's something about the typical entrepreneur that doesn't really mesh with handling finances because entrepreneurs tend to be bold thinkers and creative and they think outside of the box. And unfortunately, that might mean they have a glove compartment full of receipts or they've got receipts stuffed into a desk drawer in a pocket somewhere. And it's going to be a little more challenging to keep track of all those things, which is what can make tax season stressful or even, you know, as you said, traumatizing. So um, 
One thing that I would suggest if people are struggling with the financial side is to considering hire someone. <laughs> Consider hiring someone who can help. Yeah. You, you can get a bookkeeper. Yeah, you can get a bookkeeper who could come in for even an hourly basis to help once in a while, and that can make an enormous difference for a small business owner. That's one idea. I would also recommend QuickBooks, which has some amazing features now. QuickBooks 11 is allowing you to do everything from downloading your bank statements directly into QuickBooks to downloading your credit card statements right into QuickBooks. You can even email an invoice to a client, and the client can just pay the invoice directly out of their bank account so you get paid faster. Um, unless you're using something like QuickBooks and you're comfortable with it, you might just consider hiring someone to help you. You know, I, I was thinking, too, um, if they have uh, an iPhone or, you know, some sort of uh, phone, uh, they can actually use an app. I, I hear. I mean, I haven't seen it. Have you heard anything yep. about those apps online? Yep, absolutely right. That allow you to track your receipts, and then you can download that from your smartphone directly into QuickBooks. Absolutely right. Yeah, that's right. I think Expensify was one that we um, used to use. That worked really great for expense reports, you know, when you have a sales rep or something like that that you mm-hmm. need to pay. I think you hit it on the head because with us, uh, we kind of have a running joke that uh, I'm always telling Daniel that, oh, you can't use that card, you know, personal business. Uh-huh. <laughs> when it comes to maybe you are using the, the dry cleaning for work, but then when Those you, are my business quotes. <laughs> but when you have to actually be the one that talks to the accountant about your dry cleaning bills, then it's a different story. So that's a great point. So if you need help, then definitely look for help if that doesn't mesh with your personality. And, it's, you know, especially because I – I know that I have my limitations, and I have to recognize those, and then I lean upon Leah uh, or, or something. And I lean on our accountant. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you've got a good team in place. Yeah, that's I- right. So you know, we're talking about strategies, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I was wanting to go even go back to the, the first point, though, with business owners, because uh, are there some other maybe ideas uh, that you have on helping them to overcome challenges for right now? Um, Another idea that I have, if money is running low, one big mistake that small small business owners sometimes make is they stop marketing. They think, well, I can't really bring in more customers right now because I don't have the money, so I'll just focus on the customers that I have. If you stop marketing, if you stop networking, if you stop working on getting your name out there, your business is going to take a huge hit. So when you're thinking about making cuts or cutting back in certain areas, marketing should not be one of those areas. There are things that you can do that cost nothing that can still bring in business. You can put, you know, you can put an ad in Craigslist for nothing. You can do some blogging. You can put out some YouTube videos for nothing. And as you probably know, Google is going to pay more attention to the YouTube videos and put them higher up in the rankings than they do articles. So YouTube videos are particularly powerful, and they cost nothing. Um, you can get into more social media, working on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, those kinds of channels to start pulling people in. And again, it costs nothing. One of the other things that I've noticed recently for some reason um, – People aren't necessarily taking advantage of the online listings and directories that are available to them. So if you go online and you search for, you know, I'm in Deerfield Beach, Florida. If you search for Deerfield Beach plumber, let's say, there are going to be a whole bunch of websites that pop up showing all of the plumbers that are in Deerfield Beach. If you're a plumber 
and you're in Deerfield Beach, and you're not on those directories that are showing up, the online yellow pages, local.com, yelp.com, whatever those directories on, you need to get on there. And that's another thing that's, again, free <laughs> and will increase your marketing effectiveness. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I know we know companies that have done similar things where they cut their marketing budget because of, you know, trouble, and it, it never works out well. Like, right, like, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, yeah, and you can shift your strategy. If you need to cut a little, what are you going to do to make up for that? If you're if you're not going to spend as much money marketing in one way, you can market in a different way. As long as you're still out there. So you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. It's presented by ThirtyCareers.com, and uh, our special guest is Deb, Dr. Deb Brown. Now uh, uh, we're uh, we're looking uh, at some other strategies here, referrals. From other professionals, a lot of companies yeah. will definitely use referrals, and uh, you know this is a way to build their business. But what are some strategies maybe that you have for forming long-term relationships with referral sources? This this is probably the most important thing that small business owners can do is to form those long-term relationships with other professionals and referral sources, and networking is going to be key. I think it's important to determine what your goal is before you go to a networking event because if your goal is simply to go and have a good time and socialize and even to build a Rolodex of professional relationships, you don't really need to do anything in particular to make that happen. You can just go to the networking events, meet people, take some business cards home, enter them into your Rolodex, and and you've met those goals. But if your goal of networking is to actually establish referral sources who will refer business to you, then I think you need to do some things a little differently. So for example, if you're going to network, don't hide. I I, I see quite a few people at networking events who are kind of quietly sitting in the background, or even if they're speaking with others, they might be saying, you know, talking about the weather or, or talking about what was on TV last night. They're not necessarily telling them about their business. What separates them from their competitors? How can they help the person who's standing in front of them if they can do so? And there was a really good example of this recently where a Home Depot executive needed to hire an accountant. And he hired a woman that he'd met one time who had introduced herself and differentiated herself from her competitors. And because she was able to do that and not hide in the background somewhere, he hired her instead of the person that he'd known for two years who was also an accountant at his local chamber of commerce, who was you know, more quiet and friendly and nice, but he never realized that that accountant could help him just as much as the one who didn't hide. So if you're going to the event, don't hide. Let them know what you do. Um, And the other thing I would recommend is that you listen. Diagnose the problem before you prescribe that you're definitely the one who can help them. So that would be my tips for networking. That's good. Listen. Yeah, I love it because a lot of times uh, when you go to those functions, it can be you kind of – you feel uncomfortable because maybe you don't know anybody or I do. Mm -hmm. But really when you just – I just force myself to say, you know, my name and what what I do – and generally, you find everyone else is just as nervous as you are. And so once mm-hmm. you break the ice, they open right up too. But it's just getting over that initial um, icebreaker moment, you know. Yes. 
I absolutely agree with you. And sometimes when I'm doing workshops in, in this area, I'll ask people, now, how many of you wake up in the morning and think, you know what I'd really like to do today? I'd like to go to a room full of strangers and just walk okay. in there and start introducing myself and telling them what I do. Yeah, not many people have that feeling. Um, so, I, uh, yeah. You said I do, but no, I'm just teasing, though. <laughs> 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 well, that's awesome. Well, like we talked about with you about accounting, you know, small business owners are need to scrutinize every penny that they spend. Mm-hmm. What are some examples that you have of getting the best return on investment by spending the least amount of money? Mm-hmm. And maybe some examples where the best idea was to spend a little more money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for opportunities like, say, printing, you need to print some postcards as part of a direct mailing campaign. You can find the least expensive printing options that are out there that are still going to be good quality. There's a company called Vistaprint, for example, that's usually offering very good quality products at a low price. Um, but some, but sometimes there are other companies that can beat it. I just saw a sale locally where they've got 5,000 postcards for $160. So it's important to keep comparing prices and find out what's the lowest price out there. Um, and that's, that's okay. You can spend the least amount of money possible for printing as long as it's good quality. Um, you know, there are people out there that just have a cell phone. That's another area you can save money. They don't necessarily need a, a complicated telephone system, and it's perfectly fine for their needs. But there are other areas where I think it's important to spend a little more money, and that's any service that's directly related to your strategy. So, Lee, I think you mentioned your accountant. It It is worth spending the extra money to have a good accountant because if you don't have that good accountant with your accounting strategy at the front end you're going to be paying more money in taxes and fines and who knows what else on the back end Um, same thing with an attorney if you don't have a good attorney who's helping you set up your business and put together your contracts and what other uh, any other legal documents that you need at the beginning you're just going to be paying more at the end So I would say anything related to your strategy, your marketing strategy, your business strategy, your accounting strategy, your legal strategy, that's where it's worth spending more money to get the best quality professional you can. That's good. It's it's good. Maybe we should let our listeners know that it is important uh, to get a good uh, attorney, uh, you know, to have on retainer. (laughs) It's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot cheaper, I think, than a lot of people realize because you think attorney and you think big bucks or accountant the same way, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, small business owners, again, out there that serve small business too, uh, maybe single single guy firms that are looking for new clients that are very reasonably priced as well. So Yes, yeah. and there was, I just met an accountant last week who told me that what he sells, they asked him, what are your services? He said, let me tell you, I only have one service. I offer peace of mind. That's it. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's really that's, smart, yeah. And that's invaluable when you have your own business. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Taking such a risk. Yeah. So you know, some people recommend when it comes to maybe they're—I um, don't know—they're starting a business or they're running their business and they're putting business plans together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some will have dozens of pages. You know, yeah. Uh, super business plans with specific goals for the quarter, for the year, uh, for the mm-hmm. next five years. Mm-hmm. Is that really? 
is it necessary to set goals? I would say yes, because the research supports the importance of goal setting. The research shows that when you set goals, it will, your focus will be improved. You're more likely to show behaviors toward reaching that goal than behaviors that have nothing to do with the goal. Goals will elicit greater perseverance. You're going to work harder towards reaching those goals, and you're going to work longer toward trying to get that goal. They inspire solutions, so that old concept of where there's a will, there's a way. Research is supporting that idea. So I would say, yes, setting goals is important, particularly SMART goals. We've probably all heard this acronym SMART, the goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Is it important to set those goals? I would say yes. Is it important to set those goals buried among pages and pages of information that some people put together in a binder and stick on their shelf and never use again? I would say no. (laughs) If it's not, yeah. I mean, the object of putting together the goals is that they're going to be a tool that you will then use to take your business to the next level. So unless you're going to be putting these in some kind of a document that you will be looking at, either right next to your computer monitor, it's right there that you can look at all the time, you can be tracking your progress toward those goals every single week. Unless it's useful to you, then you know there's, there's no point in putting together pages and pages and pages like that. The important thing is you have a plan for how to reach your goals, You're anticipating in advance what the obstacles are that are probably going to come up along the way, and you have a plan for getting around those obstacles. That can be a one-page document. That's fine. It doesn't have to be dozens of pages. Um, Just having that in advance and useful to you. That sounds much more reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And also reviewing that business plan, would you say maybe yearly or even more often? Quarterly. I would say, well, if you're putting together your goals, I would recommend tracking your progress toward those goals every single week. Because let's say you were at a networking function and you had just introduced yourself to someone and they were so excited by how you pitched what you do that they immediately became your client on the spot. If you don't have the time, if you don't sit down and take a look at how the week went, you might miss the opportunity to really think, what did I say? right there at that moment that gave me a better result than I usually get when I'm introducing myself and discussing my products and services. And it can go the opposite way, too. You know, if you talk to somebody and it seems like they're really interested and all of a sudden they shut down, you have that time once a week to stop and say, how did this week go and what happened right there where it looked like we were going to do business and then they shut down? What did I say and how could I change that for next time? Well, yeah, that's that's great advice. It's awesome. Well, we've really enjoyed uh, having you, Dr. Brown. Uh, could you also mention maybe um, how people could get a hold of you or if they want to learn more information about your services? Yeah, absolutely. My website is www.drdebbrown.com, which is D-R-D-E-B-B-R-O-W-N.com, um, or you can give me a call at 954-889-5930. You're listening to 30careers.com presents Dream Job Radio. Our special guest has been Dr. Deb Brown. She's a coach, a business coach, a consultant, and a business trainer. So, Deb, uh, Dr. Brown, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Well, another great guest on Dream Job Radio. That's fantastic. There's so many uh, good strategies that she gave uh, to our listeners today, too. Um, a few, I mean, several that that are kind of unique. 
You know, I, I haven't had anyone. We haven't ever had anyone on the show that actually said that you should uh, hire a lawyer and uh, you know make sure that you hire an accountant. And I think those are really important things too, because uh, so many think, well, I don't have the money for that. But the truth is, is do you really not have the money? I mean, can you afford not to? Right. <laughs> That's the point. Awesome. Well, what's up next? Well, it's that time of the week for everybody's favorite college student. That's right. It's All right. Hey, what's going on, Micah? You guys have been a great show so far. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. That's great. Well, um, yeah, towards the you know middle, middle towards the end of May. Uh, well, actually, it's the beginning of May, but still, for our college students, it's all um, time of year when you need to take your finals, and uh, so, you know, it's a very you know, important part of, you know, college life, so I just had a few tips on, you know, how to, uh, you know, prepare for them and how to take the finals. Um, I guess, you know, first of all, you should know your final schedule. Of course, the, you know, the last week this week, I mean, you don't go to your regular classes, it's, it's all... It's all different. They have certain times for the finals. Like I normally have, uh, you know, eight o'clock class and nine thirty class. So you know, a final can go from eight to ten for one class. It's just all different. So you gotta make sure you know that final schedule. And uh, of course, you gotta know the instructors. They're not gonna take any excuses. <laughs> you know, so if you miss it, you miss it. And, yeah, it doesn't uh, work. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what time oh, it was. Yeah. Because you can always take, you can take your final early, but you can never take it late. So, um, also, you need to come prepared. You know, make sure you work with your instructor. Make sure if you need scan chimes, you have your scan chimes, have pencil, so on and so forth. And uh, definitely, should avoid cramming. Because uh, it never really don't really work for me. Like um, getting up at four o'clock in the morning, cramming for a test, and then it backfires because you don't have to sleep for your brain to process during the test, and then if it's unneeded stress, then you're not, not going to do as well as if you just studied before. Or even um, if we're, if you didn't study, I mean, it's best just to study about and for an hour or two before you take it than to stay up all, stay up the whole night studying. It's not going to do any good. You need yeah, to it, it, stick with you either for longevity. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to college and I'm learning all this stuff, but am I really learning it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so good night's sleep, and also, you know, make sure you eat breakfast and everything. They always encourage that in school, you know, to make sure your brain's operating healthily. Um, you can take advantage of your instructor perks. Like, I've had a couple of uh, um, instructors have it where you can have, you can write anything you want on one sheet of paper, basically a cheat sheet. So oh, wow. take advantage of that. Don't forget about it. Do you make that up like uh, weeks in advance before you get into class? <laughs> uh, well, they don't normally tell you to be days for the test, so. But um, you do that, and uh, also a lot of instructors have open book tests, so people think they don't have to study, <laughs> and then they get there and they don't do well in the test because they're sitting there trying to look up, like trying to figure out where these answers are and everything. It's still good. To, it's always good to study and review, even if it is open book, and that just allows you to be more efficient when taking the test. Hmm. Um, it's also good to double check all your answers, and uh, you can set a. You know, there's a, there's always a time limit on these finals, but 
you know, it's never a 15-minute time limit. They give you plenty of time, like two hours, so don't, like, rush through it thinking, like, you're not going to make it. And then you still have, like, an hour to take it, and you already turn it in. So. Yeah, you're not stressed, because if you think you're not going to make it, and you think that went through the whole test, and it really, they say, I, I heard experts say that it can really mess up your ability to concentrate, and then you will, you won't have any time to finish taking that test, or you'll make wrong answers, or what have you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they should not even have time limits on tests, but... Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, I guess for Lubbock, as soon as you're done with your last final, I would definitely recommend crickets. It's a spot to go to to uh, relieve the stress of all the semester. <laughs> we can tell that you're really excited about your finals, just enthusiastic. <laughs> it's just bubbling through, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. just, you know, one of those, I mean, things that it's not fun, but, you know, you – it's the key, really, key to help. I mean, final state is 20, 25, 30% of your grade. Wow. Uh, you know, it's all about the end of the semester. So, but, so you know, you, you do have to look forward to, this is it. You know, you do have to look forward to the fact that this is it, though. After the finals, semester is over with. You can be stress-free for a little bit. Absolutely. So, when do you um, take your finals? I take my finals next week um, on Tuesday and Thursday. That's awesome. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, got some more good advice for you. You anything else for us? Um, I said, no, I got to get back, hit the books. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, it was a great show, guys. And glad to you know offer some more bit of advice for the college students out there that you know are going through the you know stress of having to take finals these last couple weeks of school. Thanks so much. Well, this has been Campus Connection. We'll see you next week, Micah. So that's it, guys. That's the show. We had a good show. What do we have coming up next week? Well, next week we have a very special guest, Anastasia Valentine. She is a product and innovation strategist. Ooh, hello. Hey, that's something I'm always working on, too. I mean, which we need this kind of information on our show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's our secret plan is really just to get all this free advice for our own business (laughs) and take over the world. But under the guise of doing it for you, the entrepreneur. The world would be mine. (laughs) (laughs) You may have noticed that we have a lot more entrepreneur-themed shows recently. The reason for that is just basically that's what people wanted. Those were where we were getting the playbacks. And and we feel like that, you know, most people looking for their dream job, what better dream job can you have than owning your own business? So the American dream. That's right. It really is. So we um, are looking forward to having her on. Learning more about her from it's, and right, yeah. yeah. And if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to go to dirtycareers.com, or or you can even go to daniellaxons.com or even leahlaxons.com, and uh, just click on contact us, shoot us your questions or suggestions. We'd appreciate that. And it doesn't matter if you're just listening to the podcast and you have some questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to be interviewed on your show and have your book featured, we, we'd be happy to do that. That's right. 
So until next week, this is Leah Laxton. And this is Daniel Laxton. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.